Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parent in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Can you you say Rob Beckett? Yeah. Say Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett. And can you say Josh Whittacombe? Rob Beckett. There we go. There we go. I like that bit of aggression in there yeah do you know what rob this feature i heard it mm. this morning as a as a listener for the first time because as you know sometimes when i can't sleep i'll put on a podcast rob yeah and have um, you listened to our one no but it played through so i woke oh. up and i was listening to the start of parenting hell <laughs> okay yeah because it goes on to the next one did it yeah, I don't know why I've subscribed to Parenting Hell. It's, oh, uh, it's probably number. something every, I did first every... week of Parenting Hell in an attempt to boost it up the charts. It's, and it's a still numbers in my game, Josh. Yeah, it's, it's a, a numbers num- game. <laughs> so I listened to it and I was like, oh, that is good, that. Anyway, hello. This is my two and a half year old son, <laughs> AJ. <laughs> is, that you, is that what you were saying? That you just think it's good? <laughs> yeah, I thought you had a little small to that. Like, oh, yeah, no, I, I think like, we oh, should no, do no, it. No, it's good. No, no, no. Do you know what? I was thinking. Do you know what I was thinking? You're being weird. I'm not being weird. Isn't it 20 past nine in the morning? Where are you? Are you at home? You're 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 on tour, aren't you? I'm I'm on tour, Rob. I'm in a hotel. I'll I'll let you in on a secret. The internet wasn't very fast. So I phoned down to reception and they've put me on a VIP internet so that I could record this podcast. That's Fourth good floor them. VIP. I'm on out now, mate. Are you? You're on a VIP deal because I, I could tell you weren't at home. Do you know why? Because there's joy in your voice. There really is, isn't there? I'm giddy. I'm giddy. You feel like your voice is dancing. <laughs> like the early, early days of Last Leg when you yeah, were just a young yeah, buck. Yeah, it's all got a bit heavy these days. Yeah, exactly. Sat on that sofa going, do, do they know I'm not disabled? I'm not going to bring it up. Are they aware? I'm not. I'm not telling them. <laughs> Hello, this is my two-and-a-half-year-old son, AJ, Asher James. We Ooh. also have a six-month-old son, Ollie. My wife was introduced to your podcast by her best friend who lives in England, so we've been binge-listening from episode one to now over the last few months. Two kids under three with minimal family support in a pandemic is a lot, so knowing we aren't alone with some of the crazy shit we experience helps. Our oldest son had his hair eaten by Gordon the Train while my wife drove him to daycare. Oh, do you remember that? Oh, yes, the, the train got caught up in the hair. Oh, no. Yeah. From another pair of tired parents, Rob, the Canadian, and Nicola residing in Canada. Vancouver. Vancouver? I always wanted to go Vancouver, but it's quite far, isn't it? Yeah. It's really yeah. far away. I, it looks nice, Canada. I used to enjoy due south, the um, that mountain thing. <laughs> the mountain. Do they, do they still have mountains? I don't know what... I, I'm going to show Is it like not, Morris dances what is, what is for a Canadian? Rob? I don't really understand Well, they're police. It. They're like mountain police. They're members of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Because they're on the pulse back. And do they have full authority? I don't want to be arrested by someone looking like that. <laughs> he looks like the fucking... I'm not the first ever postman. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, but they are. They're like, they're, it's a bit like beef eaters, I think, or like, you know, in a, in England, you know, the changing of the guard with them stupid big furry hats. Michael will know. Michael, Michael, what's the score with Mounties? How will Michael know about Mounties? It's the kind of thing he's going to know. <laughs> Well, my mum is actually Canadian. Oh, here oh. we go. Here we go. I didn't Come know on, that. I didn't, even know, I didn't even know that. But I've got no idea what the answer is. <laughs> I was going to do a mounted by a Mountie joke, but I thought better of it. Oh, um, yeah. You kind of had your cake and eat it with that joke there, Rob. <laughs> You've not also, done it and got to do it in a way. And then, and then Michael's gone back on mute, so I don't know if he liked it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you a very stressful record when he's in charge of the edit. Um, no, so the Mounties, are they are police. Yeah, so I think they're like specific police, horseback right. police. There we go. Anyway, so I'm glad we cleared that up. Glad um, we've just lost our Canadian listeners. I think, though, if you if you ring the police and you say, oh, my God, the house is being burgled, I think they send cars with police right, in they it. don't send a Mountie. Yeah. <laughs> like clip-clopping up the street. <laughs> God, I'm really shooing his own. Fuck, I can't get there tonight. So, yeah, anyway, big up Canada. Oh, Mountie police fucking scare me. You know when you have a, f- a football match and there's a fucking yeah. huge horse and you just stood next to it? I don't like, know Jesus horses. Christ, that's scary. I don't like horses. I went horse riding no. once. It was horrific. And all the little village, you know, all the little countryside people that know horses were all laughing at me because I couldn't do it properly. Yeah, and I felt I like saying, don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I wouldn't laugh at you on the fucking tube getting lost on the circle line. Don't give me shit. You would. I would. would. No, I wouldn't. I'd see them with their stupid, big, thick, waxy coats on, getting them all sweaty, their stupid, big boots with all mud on them, all looking panicked at the sign. I'd go, where are you getting to? All right, yeah, no worries. Get that one now. I wouldn't just laugh at them. And they laughed at no, me you'd and I set, and my you'd, bum. You'd send them on the Piccadilly line when you know they needed to get on the Victoria line, <laughs> yeah, laughing yeah. to yourself. Giggling, they're going to end up in Cockfosters because they've got cock in the title. <laughs> Um, you, are you choking on your tea? Uh, no, I wasn't choking on my tea. I was enjoying a joke while trying to drink my tea. Oh, my right, tea okay. bag's burst, Rob. My tea <gasps> bag's burst. Oh, no, you dirty bitch. <laughs> All means. the bloody tea leaves floating around in the tea, but there's only two tea bags in the hotel room, so I've got to go through with it. Ring them up and say uh, you want VIP tea bags. <laughs> this is where, that's where Jose Mourinho lived for four years at hotel. It is where Jose Mourinho lived. I wonder if he had problems with the internet. Do you know what? I won't give you the, I won't give you the, for the full password, but it did contain the word football, the VIP internet password. <gasps> so it's for all the footballers. Because the foot, Man United stay there. It's the Lowry, isn't it? That's it's that where, where Man United stay. And I once was in this hotel. That this is a where, fancy uh, hotel. You don't always get nice hotels like that. Oh, this is, this is my favourite, Rob. This is where Wayne Rooney slept with that sex worker. That's this hotel. Is it? Uh, it is, yeah. Wow. But, uh, yeah, and I was here once and I shared a lift with those um, guys that own Man City. Oh, Sheikh Mansour. Yeah, I was in the lift with Sheikh Mansour. Because uh, you get a lot of bass, because there's always gigs. If you're a, like a touring comedian as well, that's a, that's a good hotel because it's near everything. So if you're getting over to Blackburn or, you know, people stay there and get all, to all the different gigs around there. I did I it. it Rob. I did it once. and Because you've got the arena near there, you've got the the, um, the Lowry and you've got the o, Manchester O2 Academy. So there's loads of venues. I, I was doing it once and I was sat there having breakfast in the morning and... Um, uh, Paul Whitehouse came over to me because he was doing a tour of Harry Enfield and, and Paul Whitehouse spoke to me went hello mate how's it going I was like Paul Whitehouse oh, knows who I am and I absolutely jizzed myself and I was terrible in the conversation and when he went walks off I was so upset that I sort of oh didn't... god but he's one of my heroes Paul Whitehouse oh, I love Paul Whitehouse he used to he used to live quite near me when I lived in Highbury he's a Tottenham fan isn't he yeah he's a nice bloke Paul Whitehouse when I've met him really liked him oh god I love the far show do you know who lives near me Tamara San and Craig Fairbrass Craig Fairbrass from Cliffhanger and EastEnders. <laughs> That's the one. 
Wow. <laughs> the only person ever to do that double. Yeah, because Sliced Alone still could do EastEnders. We can't rule that out. It's, but, a, it's um, a good quiz. EastEnders and Love Actually. Uh, Martin McCutcheon. There we go. What else is, who else has got... Uh, I'm sort of running out now a bit. I don't, who's been in these? <laughs> 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 it's a actually, it's, actually, it's a really bad game. EastEnders and Grange Hill. Oh, who's that? Todd Carty. Todd Carty. Okay. EastEnders and The Business. What's The Business? Okay, EastEnders and Football Factory. Danny Dyer. Yeah. Uh, it's, either, yeah, yeah. it's either impossible or too easy, that game. Yeah. EastEnders and Carry On Camping. Barbara Windsor. Yeah, there we go. This, do you know what? Give us a fucking BBC One Saturday Night Show. Here we go. we got a format. <laughs> this, this is a great idea, isn't it? Send them in. We'll play it. I've, uh, right, I've got another one. Uh, EastEnders and Britain by Bike with Larry and George Lamb. <laughs> is it George Lamb? <laughs> no, it's Larry Lamb. Got it. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Got it. So close. Josh, I've got a public service announcement. Oh, no. It's March. Oh. Rubber up to save your Christmas. Put your dicks away. Put your dicks away. Lock up the vagina. It's no sex time. If you conceive now, your Christmas is ruined for the rest of your life. If you are having sex as you listen to this, stop. Do you know what? Even January's bad. I'd say I wouldn't start fucking again until about, what, mid-May? Yeah, exactly. I think after Easter. Give up sex for Lent. After Easter, I've, I'll get your end That's away. What it should be. I didn't realise it was March, so here we go. Stop having sex. Obviously, I've abided by it by mistake currently. <laughs> yeah, you've been on that train for a little while now, haven't you, just in case? <laughs> Do you know what? That's safer than sorry, my friend. <laughs> yeah, no, no. yeah, I've been actually been keeping it locked up since last March, so uh, don't take any chances. <laughs> Um, oh, Josh, as well, you know, I slagged off Black's, the uh, mountaineering shop. Um, Thank God for that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, uh, oh, mate, I don't really realise that quite a lot of people listen to this, including yeah. most of the people that work for Black's, the mountaineering shop. Um, yeah. And uh, I've, I've basically, because I was in the shop, bought a backpack, and they ordered it uh, online for me, and it, they didn't have any, so I had to go back in store to get my refund. I moaned about it, and then someone rung me up and apologised and did a refund over the phone. What did they think of you as they did that, Rob? I, I, the vibe wasn't great. It felt a bit like, <laughs> why have I got to do this just because he moaned on the podcast? But I spoke to Emma and Laura at Black, so they were very nice, and they explained the policy, Josh. So basically, it's to oh, yeah. stop you... No, because it, I was moaning about it, but then I felt really bad at the end of the conversation. If I just see you in a Blacks advert in six weeks' time, no, what, it's no. going to be... They offered me... They it, offered, Rob, that, Rob am, I, am I part of a viral marketing scam no, by you and Blacks? Not, but it's <laughs> annoying, actually. They're getting more advertising. They offered... They said, we're really sorry for this mix-up, and they explained the policy, and they said, oh, we'd love to send you a backpack to say, sorry. I said, no, I can't be bought unless it's in a pre-arranged <laughs> advert, which is fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, but, so, but I said no to that stuff, but they explained the policy. Basically, it's a security issue if you do it because you basically, they don't have your your details on file like they do when you order it online. You have to take All the right. physical card in, but they did it anyway because they sort of trusted me to read the card number out because you could ring up and pretend to be that person and use the card. I don't really understand it, but that's their policy. But they, if you do ring customer services and you can't, if you're like, you know, you got accessibility issues, you're a bit older and you can't get back to the shop, they will do it over the line, but it's not policy. Okay, so let's no. draw a, let's draw a line under Blacks to Mountaineering issues, Shop. issues, or you need to have appeared on seven Motley Weeks. They're the two <laughs> options, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, 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 basically, yeah. So anyway, they were very kind and nice. Yeah. Let's put a line under that. But I did not take the free backpack, just so you know. I went and bought one okay, from elsewhere. Okay, okay, all right. Oh, You're not a politician, Rob. It's I fine. Know, I feel stressed. It's, a, it's stressful. Well, do you want um, me to tell you about my day? I, I wasn't going to talk about this, but it's reminded me. Oh, go on. I said, you know, I was in Edinburgh last week. Oh, no, yeah, you was waiting to go to Cardiff the next day. Yeah, 
Oh, mate. My seven-hour train journey to Cardiff <laughs> was glorious. Absolutely incredible. Was it? Just sat there. I just sat there, Rob, for I seven know. hours. Oh, yeah, but I got the train back from Doncaster yesterday, and there's two trucks. It's weird. When you come down from up north, there's, like, two trains. There's the LNER, which is, mm. like, you know, quite a comfortable ride. Then this weird, like, I can't even remember the name of it. Some weird, it feels like a train from the 60s, some old dirty rattler, and it's fucking horrible. <laughs> some old dirty rattler. That sounds like... <laughs> it was, it was awful. I, you know, I'm not 100 years old, right, yeah. obviously, but despite, you know, some of my anecdotes. But, like, I do you remember... It wasn't even 10 years ago that we'd have those trains where you'd stick your hand out the window to open the door. Yes! Isn't that mental? Yeah, you'd, you'd have to yeah, unlock the door from the outside in. Yeah, absolutely incredible that that was happening. I would have taken that train, this one. It's all right, old smelly. It was creaking as it came up, and it was about four carriages, and it was well busy. But anyway, sorry, I couldn't have done seven hours on that, though, but your one sounds all right. Um, anyway, I've left my, left my wallet in Edinburgh. Oh, no. It got found in the university shop, which is a low moment. Oh, what were you doing in there, trying to relive your past? <laughs> I went in to buy a pen. But it's bad when your agent phones you up and says they've found your wallet in the university shop, because it feels like you've had some kind of weird... <laughs> and you go, no, I just went in to buy a pen, and it sounds like you've kind of been hanging around with the students or something weird, which I wasn't doing, Rob. I went, I went into a shop, cause I've been, I've been, I had the kids all week, and then I have been went away and did Middlesbrough, Grimsby, and I had this horrible migraine headache, and I went into a shop and bought some Nurofen and a Capri Sun. And she went, oh, you've got a hangover. I was like, no, it's just my life. <laughs> just, <laughs> just so how I feel now. I've just got children and <laughs> I need help. <laughs> so I've been living for a week without a wallet. Oh, what's that like? So Apple Pay? Apple Pay the whole way. I bet you're those pe- that person's got a really old wallet and you keep it in the same pocket of the same jean and the jean pocket's all wearing down in the corners. No, I'm not that person, Rob. You know, my, you, you know my views on people having a lot of stuff in their pockets. Do you? I do not like a big, fat jean pocket. I think it's a terrible look. Yeah, but I, I didn't know this about you. It's one of my strong views on fashion. Don't put too much in your pockets. Blokes. I mean, do you know what? I mean, you see it bulging out. And the worst is when a bloke's got a condom in there when he's single and, and it's actually misshapen because it's been in there for so long and not used. It's misshapen the wallet. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I exactly <laughs> the little bump on the wallet when a yeah. condom's ever been used and it's going to be rammed in his pocket. A circular <laughs> kind of bump around the wallet. How's your week been? Um, it's been, uh, well, yeah. The uh, oh, First of all, you know, um, oh, oh, the dog had his balls cut off. Oh, He's been God. neutered. Um, oh, intentionally. It wasn't just to just catch them going through the door. Yeah, no, it's just the first bit of gardening of the year that went wrong. <laughs> um, so he's done that. So he went up there and I, I dropped him off. Just double check though. Um, Lou still hasn't claimed the pet insurance for um, for the for the antibiotics a few weeks ago. So they're just I'm just I know Lou listens to this. So I'm just dropping that in there. It's a sub, okay. subconscious uh, little uh, okay. nudge because she's in charge of the animals claiming and their the insurance. Claiming pet insurance is is, is sixth on a to do list forever. Claiming yeah, pet uh, insurance, absolutely. Just above uh, taking a, your card back. In to get a refund on a backpack that never arrived, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, so that's still just just let you know that's that, that will never get claimed back, Josh. Just letting you know that pay insurance absolutely okay, yeah. pointless. We're paying monthly for something we never use. It's just I've got yeah, we've got pet insurance as well. Yeah, you ever claim back every on it? time? Yeah. No, because every time they're like, 
Uh, probably not for this one. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother with this one because it's not a big enough claim that'll affect you no know, claims bonus and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it sort of feels like you, you know you don't want to wish a big one to come up, but you feel like you no, yeah, you, you want to get your money's worth. <laughs> you want to yeah, exactly. get your money's worth off from Pet Plan. <laughs> come on, enough. guys. Yeah, Carl, I want to give him like a new like titanium knee or something. Do the dogs have knees? <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like elbows, question. isn't it? It's more elbows. I think they have on knees. The Do they have knees? Dogs have elbows. They start backwards elbows, isn't it? Dogs, the dogs yeah, have these. Now, obviously, I'm not wishing a bad injury on my dog, but I would like to no, course, feel like I'm course. getting my money's worth from this. Just an expensive kind of op. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely fun. Do dogs have knees? <clears throat> dogs have knees, yeah. <laughs> two front okay, legs have elbows and the two hind legs have knees. Why is that funny? <laughs> Does that not mean the two front legs are arms? That's a good point. Uh, dogs have, even have kneecaps on each knee, similar to humans. Anyway, let's not get bogged down by that. Um, yeah, so... Um, oh, yeah, school trip. That's what I need to talk about. Oh, here we go. You sent me a photo. Oh, God, it was horrific. Which obviously we can't put on our Instagram because it's full of children. You look like you're having a strange experience, Rob. Yeah, no, it was it was intense. So I got to the school. I was a little bit nervous, actually, Josh. They gave me a high-vis jacket and a lanyard. Yeah, of course they did. And um, the kids were so excited. They were screaming. Rob, can I just ask a question? Yeah. Is this why you bought your backpack, you fucking loser? Because of the school <laughs> no, trip? No, no. Did you buy a little backpack for your school trip? No, I didn't even take a bag, actually. I just had big pockets. No, I bought the bag because we're going away in the summer. and ending, We're going away in Easter, actually. And um, I'll, and it's for the airport because the kids have so many things. And what happens is I'll take a little backpack that's full. And then by the time we're at the airport, you need a proper backpack with support so you can just take your entire family's stuff. Well, is what happens. This is a question I need to ask you, Rob. Yeah, go on. Because I'm a middle-aged man now, Rob. Yes. As are you. Or we're, we're careering towards it. We're 38 yeah. and 35 or whatever you are. Yeah. Yeah. I wear a backpack when mm. I'm going out and about. Yeah. At what point... Is that going to have to change? And what can I change it to? What kind of rucksack? Put it this way, Rob. I bought it in New York. A little town okay. called New York. <laughs> What's that mean? What's that? Mainly because I'd left my other one in a New York cab. But that, that's by the no, by. But so, no, but is it like a fashion one or is it like a proper rucksack? It's sand fist, Rob. Sand fist. Oh, yeah, a little bit. I know it. They're nice ones. They're yeah. um, quite hipstery, very media-y. Yeah. You'd wear them with jean turn-ups and a yellow socks. Yeah. Exactly, so, Rob. And like you can get them, they range from about forty quid up to about hundred and forty, don't they? I've got on here. Look, well, John I wouldn't Lewis know, Rob, I bought it in dollars. But yeah, um, but, <laughs> you're so cool. But I don't. I was thinking the other day, am I on a, a countdown here? Can I see the, the Can I see the I've straps, just sent, please? Sent you the picture. Yeah, I need to see the straps and the back and the back padding, please. So this, uh, I think you could wear that forever. I, it just looks like a nice backpack and it's khaki. It looks quite... I don't think that looks like mad. It's not like you've got a Supreme That's not, one. I'm with, not going to look like I'm a weirdo in my 40s with a backpack like a school child. Do no, you know I, I don't. Mean? I think I think it looks and nice. What are the other khaki. options? It's khaki. Um, it's not like got Labou on studs on it. You're fine. However, that is absolutely not fit for purpose if you're going on holiday with children on an aeroplane or you're really? going anywhere like a theme park or you're out for the day or the zoo. Yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah, hurt yeah. your back. You're going to get bad posture. You need support. You need a mountaineering bag. I've got 150 that have been sent to me for free if you want one. I'm charging. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> So I'll I'm gonna show I'll show you my little I'll show you my little nerd backpack I bought okay. So you you're gonna be a nerd Rob. So has it got has it got compartments for all the different things? Is that what? You, yes. So you've got you've yes. got snacks. You've got the change of clothes. Yeah. So first of all, you need two little pockets for um, the drinks. But, but basically, have a look at this backpack. You got it, yeah. So this one. 
Oh, my God, you absolute nerd. Yes, it's full nerd. If you don't get wedgied on holiday, <laughs> there's no justice in the world. So you've got two pockets of water. You'll need that for you and the kids. Oh, my God. You're and then such, it's got support on the back. such a dweeb. Yeah, but, mate, my posture's going to be so good. The amount of stuff I'll be able to carry in that. You need leggings. You need jumpers. You need iPads. You need snacks. It gets so heavy. Little iPad. And I'm going I'm to use it afterwards just for work. But, yes, it is You're a You're going to use this bag. for work? Yes, because do you know what, Josh? Where are you I want working? To... At the end of a train plan? Platform, writing down the numbers. <laughs> because you need good posture, Josh. My body's getting old. I want to look good. I don't want to be some little crumpled old man with his sandwich. You don't want to bag. look good, you just said. You want to look good. You're wearing that bag, mate. <laughs> I know, but I don't care. I'm comfortable. It's got bits of elastic around it to keep all the stuff inside. Yes, exactly. You can shove stuff in there. You can click little like clips on it to hang stuff off. It's got so oh much support, Josh. Oh, my word. Are you going walking with Ed Byrne? Like, it's genuine. <laughs> it is a nerd backpack, but it's comfortable, and you'll you need that. When you're, if we go, like, we're going, we wanna, we're going to go to Disney, we need, like, if you're going somewhere like Disney or, like, Orton Towers today, you need that. You're going to carry so much, it'll hurt your back. Do you know what, Rob? Yeah. You'll take that off to get on a ride at Orton Towers. Yeah. And when you get back, it'll be left there, Rob, because it's the only <laughs> bag no one's going to steal. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> Anyway, I didn't even take that backpack on the school trip. We got on the, we got on the trip. The, the, the screaming was absolutely... I could, I'd be able to put this on our Instagram, but the screaming... I'll try and find some videos of the screaming. They were screaming and they were chanting Leeds Castle as well. It was quite chanting intense. Chanting Leeds Castle? Oh, yeah, they absolutely loved it. Did you hear that? Yeah, Leeds Castle. Leeds, Leeds Castle. Ca so, yeah, so we go to Leeds Castle. I have to dress... We go in there, it's like the workshop. I get off the coach and all the, like, the ladies from the education centre are going... Uh, there's one that went, oh, and they sort of recognised me. She went, what are you doing here? I was like, I'm with my kids on a school trip. What do you think I'm doing? What, I just jumped on for a laugh? <laughs> <laughs> it's my daughter's school. <laughs> what are you doing here? Can I ask some questions, Rob, about yeah, it? Yeah, go on. Question one. Yeah. Early doors... How do you establish your authority? Um, or did you make yourself the fun one? I tried to make myself the fun one in a desperate need for, you know, respect yeah. and power. Yeah. I was going, oh, look, um, it's so-and-so's dad. It's your dad. And Rob, I know your name's Rob. You're Rob. And I went, it's Mr. Beckett to you or sir. So they kept on calling me Rob. And I was going, it's Mr. Beckett. Yeah. And then that was a bit of fun. Um, yeah. What was quite weird was they absolutely desperate to hold my hand at all times and fighting over it. So I had to employ oh, wow. a sort of turn-based hand-holding policy. Oh, um, which you do with Lou, don't you, as well? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's with the, uh, her PT at the moment, holding hands. Um, it's it's my turn for an hour later, and <laughs> she hasn't got Peter. Um, and uh, one of the girls just squeezed my finger really hard to the point of I think she was just trying to hurt me. And oh. I messaged I messaged um, the dad's group, and I said, "Oh yeah, she was doing that. And I think she was trying to like do it to to hurt me." He went, "Yeah, yeah, she does do that." I was like, "Okay, fair enough, cool, no problem." <laughs> and I was winding up all the dads. I was like, "I cannot wait to find out whose kids the worst behaved." I'll report oh, back nice. later. Um, nice. But no, they were, they were all really well behaved actually, and it was good. The um, it Leeds Castle, I think, it's really good to visit as a family. And if you have got a school group in the local area, I would recommend it. You go there and they do a drama workshop, which the kids loved. We oh, all got dressed did you up. Join in? 
Yes, I was dressed up as a knight. And oh. they do a drama oh. workshop. That was really good. And then after that, they have lunch. And then um, they take you for a tour around the castle and stuff. But what's good about it is, like, we're going to go back with a, as a family after because they've got a maze there and a train ride. So Take your dweeb bag. Take my dweeb bag. And, uh, yeah, it was really good. So that they really they really enjoyed it. I, I, did, I came home, though, and had a hangover level headache from the screaming. Oh, God. Oh, it was. Mate. Absolutely mental. It was like being in Take That. But it was, it was nice. I was really, yeah, it was being in Take That. But it was the singing and the screaming. And yeah, it was, it was good though. And, and she was so happy that I went and did it. So I would massively and, recommend and what, it. How did you relate to your child? So is your child a pupil or your daughter in that situation? And, and she, she straddles both. Um, yeah. quite well she dealt with that well but it was like I got I got put in charge of like five kids so I was like yeah. going like Team Beckett and doing a huddle and making them um, oh, cheer nice. which they liked but then at one point my daughter pushed me away and covered my mouth and face I think she got a bit bored of it towards the end <laughs> I'm gonna say it yeah I am braced for being fully involved when my daughter gets to school I'm going, I, I, I'm going big style, Rob. Defo, it's great because it's brilliant. You get to see them interacting and engaging with all the other kids. And also, you naturally chat more to their teachers and get a real insight into their behaviour and how they're getting on. And it was, you know, like, you know, you only get a little bit in parents' evening yeah. and they've got so many to get through and it's short and sharp. So when you are, you naturally do just talk about your, your children. I met the sort of the teaching assistant as well, which you wouldn't normally meet at parents. And it made me, it made me feel a lot more comfortable sort of knowing what environment she's in and stuff like that. So I'd, I'd massively recommend it if you get the chance to go on a, yes. a school trip. It's, I, really, I really enjoyed it, to be honest. And, uh, oh, yeah, no, it was fun. Good. I was, uh, yeah, it was really yeah. good. Earwig and all their conversations and stuff. It's so funny. They love eating, though. They're so hungry. Or well, constant snacks. Where did you sit on the bus, Rob? Um, I sat at the front, Presumably actually. with that bag, you weren't allowed at the back of the bus, that's for sure, with the cool kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, oh, yeah, they made me sit at the front with the teachers. Um, but, uh, you yeah, know, I was sitting at the front. There was a couple at the back. There was a couple of kids that got a bit um, travel sick. And what was funny was one of the teachers was right at the front and they couldn't see the driver because the driver's low and the coach there was all going, oh, Mrs. Driver! Driving the coach, Missy's driving the coach, and they thought it was really funny because it looked like she was at the front, as you because from the seats. And then at one point, she had to stand up to sort of go out with a seatbelt. And then they all went, "There's no one driving the bus. There's no one driving the bus." And they went mental. <laughs> Do you know when I was at school, we had a teacher called Mr. Eddie, mm. and um, he loved driving buses so much that he quit being a teacher to become one of the school bus drivers. Is it? Yeah, he did do that. Isn't that weird? Not weird at all. But, like, isn't that a strange kind of turn in your life at the age of 60 to go, my calling is I love driving the school bus? Yeah, because you think you would... Yeah, like, if you... Yeah, it's a weird... You, imagine if you were driving the school bus and thought, well, you know what, I'll give teaching a go. But then to go, do you know what? I just, I just like the commute. I, yeah, I just like getting it. <laughs> the best it. bit of school is getting there and back. I don't actually <laughs> like the school day. Um, but uh, but that, that was really good, though. That's going well. My relationship with my four-year-old, though, is not very good at the moment. She um, oh. is, is fundamentally refusing to hug me or show me any affection oh. whatsoever for two weeks now because I'm spiky like a hedgehog, which was originally a joke, but now I'm actually feeling... It's horrible. Oh, like she doesn't. And I bet you're getting it. more needy, and she knows she's got the power. That's a difficult situation, yes, Rob. Yes, very difficult. Because because originally it was funny, going, "Oh, you're spiky, you're a hedgehog," and we laughed. But now I'm finding it hard. Okay, I've, I've got a tip. I've got a tip. Yeah, I think you're coming on too strong now. That's what will be happening here, Rob. Oh, yeah. 
you want that hug and she knows you want that yeah, hug. Yeah, big time. I'm needy. Yeah. Have you heard of advance and retreat? So if you advance, she will retreat. But if you hold back, she'll have to come to you, Rob. Okay, this is good. Treat them mean, keep them keen is yes. basically the way. Yes, well, yeah. that's, well that's what that's what happened. Because also as well, it's difficult because you don't want to say, oh, I'm, daddy's sad, give me a hug. Because then that bleeds into yeah. you shouldn't have to give yeah. someone a hug just because they want a hug. You know what I mean? Like as they get older, especially as a, when you're yeah. a young woman and they grow up and a boy will go, oh, I'm sad, give me a hug you shouldn't have to hug someone because they're sad whether they're your parent yeah. or not so I, i've sort of eased off on that and then so this morning so i've been trying to do what you said and sort of not be too eager for it so on the school drop like i say i love holding a hand walking to school a little warm hand it's, it's lovely and i think i'm struggling yeah. a little bit now because they're six and four they're not babies anymore they're not toddlers they're like proper little yeah. girls and they're not even squidgy one, anymore you're gonna have to have another kid well you're no no, no we're not doing that we're not doing that you're gonna have to have another kid oh, that backpack no one's gonna shag me <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> The nerd. ultimate contraception. <laughs> Everyone in March should wear one of those backpacks because they're the least sexy thing that's ever Front happened. Front and back and on your undercarriage, getting nowhere near me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was walking to, yeah, walking to school. And yeah, because they're sort of just like tall and long and bony now and like proper like squirmy kids. So we walked in and I, we got her out of the car this morning. I held her hand because sort of I didn't ask. I just sort of just held her hand and she obviously naturally held my hand. And then I saw her like look and then she went, can I have my bag? And then she took her bag and went, I'm not holding your hand anymore. So I sort of ignored her because I thought if I ignore her and it doesn't become a thing then. Yeah. But if I keep trying to do it, because yeah. so I went, I was like, OK, yeah, no worries. And she was a bit like, oh. I'm not getting what the reaction I want. She went, I'm not holding your hand. I'm not holding your hand. I went, yeah, that's fine. You don't have to. And then, and then she was obviously a bit like, oh, I'm not getting a reaction here. So you know what she said to me, yeah. Josh? She went, she's looked at me square in the eye and went, daddy. I went, yeah. She went, I don't care about you. <gasps> oh, That my is bad, God. isn't it? Oh, my God. Because there's a difference now. <gasps> you don't have to hug someone if they want to hug. And it's okay to not care about someone or to dislike someone. That's life. But it's not okay to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Because I hate them people. It's normally yeah. those sort of like horrible people on Love Island that go, do you know what I mean? I'm honest. I'll just say what I think. I'm like, yeah, but that's yeah. not really how yeah, life exactly. works. Is it? You know, you don't always say what you think. No. If everyone said what they thought, the world <laughs> could implode. <laughs> yeah, because I've got to be truthful to myself. I can't, you know what I mean? I'm oh, like, oh, shut God. up. So, can't we all just not be truthful and honest about our feelings just for once? smile and slag everyone off in private on WhatsApp. <laughs> Fuck for me. For God's sake. Honest, truthful, integrity. <laughs> Fuck off. She wants to pay me ass integrity. Get rid of it. <laughs> Fuck off. Just gossip, bitch. But in private. Go for a walk, get an overpriced coffee and slag off everyone you've ever known. That's how life works. Exactly. Um, so then I had to say something because I thought that's not nice because if she, if she does that at school, it's different now. I'm not just yeah. going, oh, I want to hug, hug me. But I was like, no, you mustn't say that's not nice to say I don't care about you. Um, you wouldn't yeah. like if I said that to you, would you? And she said, no. And then, but she, she was going into preschool. I sort of said that wasn't okay, but I didn't really like go into her because it's a bit harsh and I didn't want to like, have a row yeah. with her before she went in. But I think as well, we're too, we expect too much of her because she's four. And she's got an older yeah. sister and she's quite chatty and confident for her age because she's trying to catch up with her sister all the time. But like, I would never expect that much you from her. Do you think that advances the second kid? Yeah, I do. But I think it does to a point. But also then I think you get, as a parent, you get a bit lazy and you just couple them in together and assume that she's yeah. as advanced and as developed as a six-year-old, which she isn't because she's still learning. She hasn't even gone to school yet properly. She's only in like yeah. part-time preschool where, you know, and stuff and where they just sort of let them play because... You know, a four-year-old can be so... They can be so different at that age. So I think I, I was just saying, I'm just not going to ask for hugs anymore. Let her come to me. But if she says, I don't care about you again, I will tell her off because you can't say that to yeah. people. That's not very nice, no, is it? No, you can't say that, no. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's going great. How about you? Do your kids care about you? 
They do, I think. <laughs> I mean, you know, not as much as I'd like them to, but there we go. It's been all right with the kids this week. Um, World Book Day, obviously. Oh, yes. What did you go? What did they go as? Uh, she just went as Elsa because she wanted to. Which, you know, I'm not impressed with that as a choice, but it's not my decision, Rob. No. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> But um, it's not even a book, is it? It's not even a book, is it? I don't care it? if there's spin-off books. It's You know, she's got a book that's got Elsa and Anna in, but that doesn't count, does it? Because that's no. a book of the movie. It's not the same thing, Rob. No, I, I, I agree. However, if you're on a cheap outfit and you're in a rush getting them dressed, I've got no problems with it whatsoever. She's got an Elsa dress. Let's just do it. Let's bash it out. We're all happy. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's fine. And what, what about the baby? Did you dress him up or just fine? No, of course not. Couldn't give a shit. But have I showed you what uh, mine went as? No. Um, they went as we had um, a frog on a dog on a log. Nice. So one of them had a big dog onesie. I've just sent it to you. Um, yeah. And we found like a little log teddy. Oh, very good. That we sewed a, uh, sewn a frog onto. Bloody um, hell. Did Lou make that hat? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? That's a Millie's Marvellous hat. That, uh, that book so it's about this girl who's got a mental hat so we dressed oh, her up as that that is a good one really good yeah it's not bad that is, is it? great it so she basically well done. it wasn't that it was like she went to I got it from Hobbycraft like a green top hat and bought loads of like stuff and found loads of stuff you know them weird stuff in a drawer where it's just like a, a little plastic toy a little thing <laughs> like a feather you know all the crap at the bottom of the drawer yeah. she basically found all that and just glue gunned it to the hat Looks looks good, doesn't it? Incredible! That is so good. But yeah. she's done a great job there, Rob. She has, not she? I'll, I'll I'll take the kids' faces out and I'll I'll stick it on Instagram so you can see. Oh, can I talk to you about gymnastics? Yes, I'm actually interested in this because I know where it's going, Rob. Because you've already okay you've already sounded off to me about it, and I'm I'm going to brace myself. I was going to say, can I sit back and just? Uh, I think I think gymnastics is about to get the blacks the camping shop treatment. Is that fair to say? <laughs> right. No, it's a question. Kids, sport clubs and activities, right? Yeah. It seems very expensive to me, unnecessarily, personally. Yeah. So basically, for gymnastics, right? My kids go gymnastics on a Saturday morning, and it's really good. They love it and stuff. But it's like seven or eight quid a session yeah. for each of them for like 45 minutes, okay? Which is fine. But yeah. they also individually have to be a member of the gymnastics club, which is... Oh, it's my watch, sorry. Sorry, Rob. Have you got a, ro- yeah. a watch from the 80s? What's going on? It's, it's a Casio. It's a, like a Timex digital watch that beeps. But I don't know how to turn the alarm off, so it goes off every day at 10am, oh, which is God. really annoying. Oh, God. Um, anyway, so you have to pay about £16 a year to be a member of the gymnastics club, £16 a year to be a member of British Gymnastics, Yeah. right? And then they pay the eight, seven, eight quid a session. But also, three times a year, they get assessed as part of the British gymnastics assessment level. Why? Which is seven quid. So basically, if you pass your assessment, you they come out of a little bit of paper that says, your daughter has passed this certificate. Yeah. If you want the certificate and the medal, it's seven quid. Right. Um, but if you don't, you don't have to pay for it. Well, you haven't got an option there. They've got you over a barrel, Rob. Well, exactly. So that they, you have to do that three times a year, which is about seven quid to get their medal and certificate. But also, alongside that, the gymnastics club have their own level of assessment. Oh, my word. There's also a fiver. So you get another bit of paper that says, oh, for five quid, they've done this level. You get a certificate and a, and a medal, right? I think that's too much money. I think that's too much assessment as well. Well, like- yeah, I just sort of think if, if, you're, if you're part of the British Gymnastics Society, you, either, you choose that one. Or you choose the gymnastic club one. You don't need both. It's, yeah. Rob, it's double then, it's isn't it? It's an abs. It's a racket. And also as well, 
Kids can read. So if you write that on a bit of paper and you come out, they know what's going on. And they think, oh, I'm going to get a medal now. Oh, but if, why don't yeah. they just email that to the parents? Because if you can't afford it, it's so unfair on families that can't. Like, yeah. I've got like four brothers. We couldn't, my mum couldn't afford to send all to gymnastics and do that. No. And I just think it's mad money, don't you? But is that normal? Is that happening in taekwondo, in football? It, it didn't happen like... in kiddie kicks. I tell you that. We used to get a free medal at the end of term. Yeah. And then she lost interest anyway. But it's mental, isn't it? That is intense, isn't it? And then we've also had an, a letter going, oh, there's a big a gymnastics competition oh, if your go. child wants to come. It's 28 quid or something to enter, six quid for spectators, and you've got to buy an official leotard. That's like a fucking racket. It's like run by the Cray <laughs> Twins gymnastics. Just, re- just reply. Hell. Uh, they're not going to enter, but can I have a spectator thing for six quid and see see how that goes down? I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. I'm just going to turn up without them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to come alone as a spectator. And do you have adult sizes for the leotards? I'd quite <laughs> like to wear some of the merch whilst I watch on my own. Also, can I just add Saturday morning? It chill out. Yeah, I know. How, six, how many assessments are you doing in a year? This isn't fucking Ofsted. What's going on? I know. So basically, you're looking at 70 quid a year for memberships and assessments, plus the seven quid a week. It could be 500 quid a year. But if you want them to be the next Beth Twaddle, you've got to throw the money at it, Rob. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Also, and I mean no disrespect to your daughters, Rob, by now, you'd know if they were going to be a top gymnast. Would I? Do you know what I mean? She's only four. Also four? What are you assessing at four? She'd be spinning around those bars at four if she was going to compete with the Soviets. Well, exactly. Well, I'll, I'll, re- I'll, I'll report back, because if they start doing like double backflips, it might be worth your money. But at the moment, all they do is yeah. clap their hands, jump in the air and clap their hands again. Imagine saying to your daughters, you haven't got the potential as a gymnast for me to invest any more money in this. But also, look, that's how sport industries are funded, though. So that money will go back into, yeah. you know, people to make, create champions like Max Whitlock, I imagine. So if that's what it is and all the money's going in and you're, it's almost like you're supporting a sport as well as... Next time you see Max Whitlock win a gold medal, Rob... Yeah, well, I've messaged go, him about it, actually. I'm part of that. I'm part we should of get him on. Yeah, him? I, met, I met him, didn't I, with Robin Romage. I said to oh, yeah. him, I said, uh, mate, my kids are starting gymnastics. The buy a medal situation's a complete fucking racket. <laughs> and he just said... Did he reply? He went, I, I went, oh, that's good. Ha ha, what club are they going to? And then I was just chatting to him about the club. And I said, you've got to set up a club, mate. You'll be a billionaire in a year. He went, I know what you mean. I hope they're enjoying it. He sort of palmed me off, but fair enough. He's busy yeah, now, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> He replied, he replied. He replied, but it didn't go deep. But if uh, if you've got kids that have done these courses and stuff for other sports, let us know what you think. That, you know, Or if you've had experiences, what's the, co- what's the cost of taekwondo? What's the cost of diving? What's the cost of equestrian? Well, let's try and find the most expensive sport your kid can do. Oh, we should have yeah. a league table. So if you, if you are on a budget that month... Equestrian's got to be up there, hasn't it? Oh, you've got a equipment. insane. Equipment. you got a horse. You've got to buy the horse. <laughs> then you've got to buy the buy, food for the I horse. I don't think you buy the horse. I think, I think you, you you go in with a no, place that's got if horses. You, if, your kids, if your kids are into equestrian, within two years, Rob, you're buying a fucking True. horse, mate. Well, I suppose with football, football boots are 40 quid, aren't they, for kids? Yeah. If you have football, it is expensive. But you know, let us know, because... I maybe I'm just this is just what it's like and I'm new to it, but it just seems a bit much, especially if you're on a budget. Did you do many of these things when you were a kid? I didn't I wasn't really a club kid. I played football every week and then I'd have played for a Sunday league team, but we used to play subs, but it wasn't all that membership. We didn't get assessed and no. all that kind of stuff. I think I don't know, I should ask my mum, like we had like medals at the end of the year, but I don't remember paying for one. I certainly don't Gymnastics remember getting a bit of paper. It's a bit more like that assessment-y world than football, doesn't it? Yeah. I think, do you know why it is, Rob? Because they know you're going to play football anyway, because it's great. <laughs>
I think he said it's a return on football, wasn't it? Do you know what? My mate I was talking to, did I tell you this? His kid's at an academy, a football academy. Oh, yeah. And he's like, the, the age where they can't officially sign them till the following year, so they find out this May whether he gets signed. All right. How and old? he was like, seven. Jesus! Yeah. And he was like, I really hope he doesn't get signed because this is insane what we're doing. Yeah. We're already doing four nights a week. Plus, he has to play Saturday and Sunday for his club team. Oh, Jesus. And it's just going to... It's just taking over his childhood and our life. And he's probably then not going to make it anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the mad thing about it. It's hard to, like, from seven, something be so have to be so dedicated to one thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. Oh, God. Exactly. And it's just such a relief. I've got no sporting genes to pass on. Well, I, I, I'm quite keen on them doing lots of different stuff all the time and keep trying new things because I think that's what helps you grow as a person. And then if you if does, yeah. stuff does go wrong, it doesn't work out for you, you, you're comfortable trying new things. I think that's worked for me in my job. The amount of shows I've done that have been cancelled, Josh, it's unbelievable this is still going. <laughs> they can't cancel us, Rob. <laughs> We're still here. We can only cancel ourselves. Um, exactly. Right, oh, should we do a couple of emails and then a small business shout-out, Josh? Yes, um, why I've got some not? good Instagrams on longest grudges. Oh, I love a long grudge. Hit me up with some long grudges. Love a long grudge. Okay, we got this one here. Hi, guys. In response to your question about the longest grudge held, it reminded me of a match I watched in October 2003 and a decision I made of it. It was England's 2004 qualifier versus Turkey. It finished nil-nil and it meant we qualified for the tournament, but the match was when Beckham slipped and ballooned a penalty over the bar. Alpay, yeah. Alpay, the uh, Turkish defender, ran over yeah. to goad him and continued oh. this at halftime by poking Beckham in the face as they ran off. Immediately after yeah. seeing this live on the telly, I vowed never to visit Turkey ever in my life. And nearly 20 <laughs> years later, and despite lots of recommendations from friends, I have and have still never will. No. Including a friend's wedding. What? That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> I added that bit in. Can we add bits in oh, to make oh. it better? Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> no, but he didn't say that, but I thought that would be good. Yeah. Um, I bet the Turkish tourist board are furious with Alpi for his actions and the possible one or two weeks of me spending in their country has cost them. It will teach them never to poke an English player lightly in the face. Simon from Somerset. That's mad. Because I don't... With sporting grudges, yeah. like during the match, I think I'm never going to ever forgive this yeah. team for this. And then within a day... I'm totally over it. Totally over it. Well, that's, the, these people aren't. I've got, I've got a couple. I've got some great ones here. Hi, Rob and Josh. On the subject of grudges, my dad is a Watford FC fan, and our rivals are Luton. He has never and yeah. will never own a Vauxhall car as they used to make them in Luton. This has been for the last oh, fifty wow. years. He is now sixty-seven. Refusal that to Vauxhall. That is incredible. Well, do you know that I, I think like Rangers and Celtic used to who hate each other, who are both. Glasgow clubs, um, for our listeners, I know you're aware of that, Rob. They used to have the same sponsor because you couldn't sponsor one of them because you'd lose oh. half of the Glasgow. Really? Yeah, it would sponsor both clubs because it was the only way that you could sponsor them without losing a load of business as well as gaining it. Oh, wow, because they'd boycott it, love a football grudge. It's like I, I genuinely... I, I won't use any product recommended on off menu. It's just it's, it's just it's just unacceptable. You've not eaten out for years. Do you know what? Whatever food they mentioned that week, I refuse to eat it. <laughs> I, like, I like that commitment to this podcast, Josh. Um, yeah. This is a long-standing grudge against Sting from a trumpeter. Oh yes, please. 
I've got a grudge that's more long-standing than my life. My uncle's a trumpeter, and in 1989, it was booked by Sting to go on his world tour. Then dropped at the last minute. It was the year before I was born, but the grudge must be in my blood. Because to this day, despite my uncle having a very successful career as a professional trumpeter, myself and my entire family turn over the radio at the merest hint of an Englishman oh. in New York. And we tut and roll our eyes. If he's ever mentioned on TV, it's entirely out of proportion. But it's been so long now, it'll be impossible to gaily well to a chorus of Roxanne guilt-free. Thanks for the sexiness. This is the first relatable thing you've ever said, Rebecca. Oh, thank you, Rebecca. Yes. Thanks, Rebecca. We'll do one more grudge and then small business shout out. Okay. This one's from Anonymous, but it's a good one. So when I was a baby, my mum took me to a mother and baby group. And as babies mm. do, one of the little girls pushed me over and made me cry and refused to say sorry. Her mum didn't push her on it and she never apologised and I was very upset. Living in a small town, almost 30 years later, my mum was informed that this girl has joined the law firm she works at. So my mum works on a switchboard and the baby pusher is a solicitor. Any calls that come through for the girl are always put on a very long hold by my mum before she oh, eventually wow. passes oh, them incredible. through. Incredible. So at least three or four times a day, the girl has to deal with impatient and annoyed clients that have just had to sit through several minutes of hold music. Oh, that is great. Serves her that right for not so saying good. sorry. That is a good one, isn't it? Yeah, that is a brilliant one. That's a perfect one to end on. Oh, well, one about you here, Josh, quickly. Oh, yeah. Hi, Robin. Hi, Rob, Josh and Michael. Absolutely love the podcast. It's brought me joy and can honestly say it's the best form of contraception. I thought I'd message about an encounter my boyfriend's brother had the other week. Whilst out for a walk, he was minding his own business when a little girl dressed as a princess came running around the corner laughing and ran past. Whilst watching this unfold and preparing to call for a parent and say, who's got this child? He turned to find the one and only Mr. Widdicombe quickly hurrying after her. No. Guessing it was a hard day of parenting. As much as he wanted to say hello, there was always a time and a place. And whilst chasing after your child, we know it isn't the time or place. That's Georgie and uh, George. What did she say where it was? Um, no, it didn't actually. Somewhere oh. in East London, I imagine. Well, there we go. Dressed as a princess world book day, probably. Um, I've got a small business shower here. Oh, we should say, Rob. Uh, mm. Our live date's all on sale. We haven't really given that much of a push today at all. Oh, yes. And thanks for buying the tickets. Um, Wembley, Nottingham, Cardiff, the O2 and Manchester Arena are all available on sale. Next um, April. Next April it'll be, not this April, next April. Yeah, so get yourself some tickets. Get some tickets. Hi, Rob and Josh. I'm new to your podcast, and my God, does it speak to me. <laughs> Our daughter's house has been intense, isn't it? I hope so. That's how it works. <laughs> Our daughter has only just started sleeping through the night. She turned six in October, and now our son four has just started waking up again. Oh, no. You think you're getting away from it, Josh? Well, do you know what? I'll tell you on Friday. I've got a sleeping issue at the moment. Anyway, I have a small business that would hugely benefit from a shout-out. It's a passion project. It's in its infancy, so I'd love more people to know about it. As an anxiety sufferer, I opened an online store, Woodlands Bay www.woodlands with an s bay.com last year it's a shop which sells items for the home that aid relaxation and calm mm. the shop is characterized by the senses so you can find items to see hear smell taste and feel calming a great help for any tense and stressed parents we have lamps cushions jigsaws chai clocks and diffusers to name just a few items new subscribers to the website can get a 15 percent discount the store can be Ooh. found on instagram at woodlands Bay. Thank Woodlands you Bay. so much. There okay. we go. Okay, I've got this one here. Hi, Rob and Josh. Love the pod. I've been missing since the very start. My wife and I have two-year-old son called Freddie. My small business is quite an unusual one. We are called Pedro's Pet Poo Services. 
We clean people's wow. gardens of all the dog poo and sanitize the garden to keep a safe and healthy environment for their pets. It's not Ooh. just for lazy people, but they will accommodate them. We have lots of clients that are disabled, pregnant or elderly and can't manage to scoop that poop. We are based in Middlesbrough in the northeast and cover our local area. People can get in touch with us on Facebook at Pedro Pet Poo. Pedro is the name of our family dog and our little boy's best friend. It's great being out and about helping people with their beloved pets. We love the jobs you hate. Thanks from Alex. Um, there, there you go. Right. That's good. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose, yeah, if you are a bit older, it is, it's, it's, it's a long way down for a big scoop of shit. And if you're not steady on your feet, you don't want to be doing that, do you? If you can't handle exactly. it. Exactly. So. You don't want to go face first in a turd, do you? That is the last thing. And it does ruin your lawn. So if they can sort the lawn out after, that's, that's yeah. good, isn't it? So yeah, Pedro's Pet Poo Services in Middlesbrough. There we go. Oh, I should Tuesday, say, Rob, I should say, if you've got a load of kids stuff and your kids have grown up, that uh, obviously the current situation in Ukraine is horrible. There are charities that uh, are looking for kids' clothes and other kids' stuff for all the people displaced from the Ukrainian war. So that is a good thing to do if you've got other stuff. I, do you know what? One of my friends has just become a parent and yep. I said I got loads of stuff for them and now they've got to make that decision. Do they want that stuff? <laughs> or are you, they, you're going to take it out of your Ukraine donation pile. So that's yeah. up to them. Do you want the stuff to be taken out of my Ukraine donation pile? Oh, also, if you want to, if you want to help, um, there's um, um, on Cameo, Ed Gamble's on Cameo and oh, he's yeah, yeah. Um, taking messages. So you can pay about £45 or $45 for Ed Gamble to do a message and all the proceeds will go to the Ukrainian people and the people suffering over there. So you can maybe ask him to do a message picking up the parenting podcast. That might be quite a fun yeah, thing to do. Yeah, that'd be good. Do yeah, do that. I, I've done one and he's livid. <laughs> I didn't get to see that because I didn't have the internet. What was his reply? He silently put his middle finger up to me. So I reviewed it as one star saying he didn't even speak. And, that, and then he sent me a message going, you fucker, you've brought my review average down. <laughs> and oh, I went, God, Rob. And I said, well, you didn't speak. So then he sent another one telling me to fuck off. But all the money's going to a good cause. <laughs> <laughs> so I got two out of him in the end. But yeah, I, and yeah. I can't delete the review. It won't let me change the review. So if you oh, look at his no. reviews, they're all like five stars. Thanks, Ed. Brilliant. Well done. Great calls. You're a good guy. And then one Rob, one star that says he didn't even speak. <laughs> oh, God. Well, do, you know, well, I think we've, we've rebalanced that because now we've given it a plug. So yeah, do yeah, go, go and... on Cameo and book Ed Gamble to yeah. raise some money for the Ukraine. <laughs> all right. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. See you Friday. 